D-S-N-Y. Had to go up to the Bronx doing a school project. I wanted his help on it. Had to drive all the way up to the Bronx. It was windy. The audio, thank God the audio still came out okay, even though it was like super windy and there was almost a car accident while we were recording. And it all all kinds of derailments, but it's it still came out okay. So shout out Keith for helping me out with that. We love Keith, love and support. Love and support. So we're doing uh, we're doing a wine podcast today. No Yankees talks. All wine today. Let's go. All wine oh, well, talks. Yeah, yours yours is a little more classy than mine. Yeah. Do you like this? It's a Gardy Party wine glass that I made myself, and it's got Brett Gardner on the back. So fancy, so fancy. Uh, <laughs> I made it myself. You're very craftsy. You do a lot of crafts. I think so. That's uh, I might part have of to, my charm, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to buy one of those t-shirts you put out, too. Those are nice t-shirts. I know. I don't they know really what money I'm going to use to buy it, though, but I'm going to buy one. When you have money, whatever it comes, just, just let me know. I'll save one for you. How's that sound? Whenever it comes. Well, maybe if people would start reviewing, giving our podcast a five-star review, I'd have some more money to go out and buy Allison's t-shirts. Maybe because I know how many people listen every week and I know how many reviews we have. Numbers don't add up. Numbers don't add up. Yeah. Well, we're not a math podcast, remember, but I think if the disparity is, is much larger. The disparity is great. Yeah. So this is episode 95, I think, probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Last week was 94. And we also just completely <laughs> under the radar. Episode 93 disappeared from Apple. No idea what happened to it because it was there. I tweeted it out because Josh was on it. And now it's just completely gone. I guess Apple didn't like Josh's performance. So they were like, no, we can't have this out there. But it is still on Spotify and everywhere else. But this is episode 95 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, and XL Media. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. We are two weeks into spring training now. And it's starting to get a starting to get a little bit exciting. I'm still kind of, you know, we're still at the point where we have five innings of regular hitters and then we get to the the Rob Brantleys and the Chris Gittens of the world. Like I'm kind of over that part, but we're almost there. Two weeks in, three weeks out from the season. How are we feeling so far? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm very positive now. Um, like I said, I have not been able to really watch the games live, so I've really been focusing mostly on the highlights. Um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from a lot of players that I was not expecting. Um, one being Jonathan Loizaga. Big, big, big moves this uh, this spring training. So hopefully that translates over to uh, to next season. But, you know, even so, Gary Sanchez is still doing well a week later. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay with this. Giancarlo Stanton looks pretty good out there. Brett Gardner looks pretty good out there. Yes, he does. Like, listen, 
this is good stuff. I'm liking what I'm seeing because normally during spring training, I really, you really don't see people kind of start out hot. You just see them kind of, you know, take it easy, lays into it a little bit, but no, I feel like this spring training, they're taking it a little differently and I like it. Yeah, I think, I mean, part of that has to do probably with the 60-game season last year. They didn't play for so long because I feel like across the board, we're seeing pitchers are much better with their velocity earlier in spring than they usually are. Like even Madison Bumgarner last year in the 60-game season averaged like 89 miles per hour on his fastball. And his first spring training start, he was hitting like 91, 92. So maybe everyone's a little bit rested. Maybe everyone's ready to go. You know, we didn't know what we were going to get. Uh, what did you think today of Tyler Wade saying that he would call Brett Gardner grandpa? Brett Gardner is on the warpath now. He's on the warpath. He's like, you know what? They already announced Clint Frazier's going to start in left field. I'm going to give them a reason to be like, yeah, you shouldn't be starting. Brett should be starting. Plus, Hide the shoes, hide the keys, just like Josh said in our text message. Hide everything that ever belongs to you. Hide your mother. I mean, I don't know what Brett Garner would do. He'd probably like pull some ridiculous prank, but like just hide everything that you care about because Brett Gardner does not take kindly to jokes like that. So no wonder he pulled his sleeves down last spring training. Like I can see it now. I get it. Yeah. And I mean, this is, it's an odd move for Tyler Wade because he has been the target for Brett Gardner pretty severely. It's been a pretty heavy target on Tyler Wade. And we are always kind of wondering like why Tyler Wade, what did he do to deserve this? And now we find out he's probably just cracking old jokes all the time. Tyler Wade's just probably being a a typical douchebag and he's just like, Oh my word. He's bothering Brett Gardner. So, you know what? I understand now I get it. At first I was like, why does someone Target just one person like that. I get it now. Tyler Wade, man, you you have started a war that you cannot stop. The prophecy needs to be fulfilled. Get ready. <laughs> this is definitely a wine cast. We're definitely not in the right state of mind. We had Allison drop a curse word. Oh, my God. You got to apologize to your parents What now. did I drop? A douchebag. Is that a curse word? Eh. Hit or miss. Hit or oh, miss. My bad. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, come on, Allison. We know, like, I'm the one who curses on this podcast because you have to be the one who maintains some kind of class and order. And we're just dropping Tyler Wade as a douchebag right out of the gate. <laughs> yep, there this it is. This is class. This is class right here. This okay? is class compared to my plastic cup. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. it was uh, it was very interesting to see that quote. It just made me laugh so hard, and I was like, oh man. He's got it coming. Something's going to happen. So can't wait to hear what the prank is. Yeah, I think Brett probably has to do the car prank now. I know he never actually did that one, but I feel like now that Tyler Wade has gone on record to the media that he calls Brett Gardner grandpa, I feel like he just doesn't have a choice now. It's like, yeah, I have to steal your car. I don't know. You're not. You're tying my hands here, Tyler. I have to steal your car now. So I have a question. Um, do these Yankees, when they stay down there, do are they staying in like hotel suites? Are they staying in like Airbnbs? What are they staying at? Because I think that Brett Gardner should call whatever place Tyler Wade is staying at and be like, yeah, I'm checking out today. Like, you know, don't worry. I'll leave the key in there. Yada, yada. So that when he goes back to his room, he goes in there and someone else is in his room. I think that'd be pretty friggin' hilarious. I actually... I think that happened. Do you know who Fuzzy is? Fuzzy? 
Yeah. The, the YouTube guy. Yeah. He told a story one time about how somebody had mistakenly double booked his Airbnb that him that him and his brother were staying at. And then out of nowhere, the cops just come rushing in, like get on the ground. You're under arrest for trespassing. And like it just didn't occur to anybody that they were also staying there and the Airbnb had been double booked. So like they almost got arrested. So that would be like so funny. Like Tyler Wade comes back and there's people in his apartment, in his Airbnb, wherever he's staying. I think generally they like rent houses together. Like Clint Frazier and Tyler Wade are probably splitting a rental house. But let's forget that. Let's imagine it's an Airbnb situation and Brett Gardner gets Tyler Wade arrested. That is revenge. That would be definitely going too far, but not far enough at the same time. No, that would be that would be hysterical. That's like, oh yeah, I don't I don't even know. That's like the ultimate Brett Gardner prank. Like you that get Tyler be- Wade arrested. There's an arrest report. <laughs> Reporters have to come down to the police station. Be like, so Tyler, what did you get arrested for? Well, I called Brett Gardner Grandpa, and we're here now. <laughs> Like I said, the prophecy needs to be fulfilled. So Tyler Wade, watch your back. There were some really nasty pranks that I'm sure Brett could come up with. And if that actually happens, I would just keel over right here, like in this exact position. I'd be like, you know what? I'm done. I've I've predicted the future. I'm done. But wow. This is great. You know what? We have to, we have to get this audio to Brett Gardner so that he gets this idea, but we can't just like, we can't email it to him because you know, he doesn't check his email. He's got like, he's, he's been on opt online since the beginning. His email is Brett one at optonline.net, And that's the only email he has. He's got like 19,000 junk mail messages in there. So it's not going to work that way. We have to actually print this out, put it on a DVD and mail it to him to get this idea rolling. (laughs) Overnight, no, 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 VHS, man, VHS, VHS. yeah. Um, okay, on on to more serious news because there is some serious Yankee stuff going on besides just Brett Gardner being old. Zach Britton is going to be out for three to four months after having surgery to have a bone chip removed from his elbow. I can see you rolling your eyes. I'm gonna be honest, don't even care, don't even care. (laughs) It just, it makes me so frustrated because obviously we know that during the off season, um, Zach Britton had COVID. And so I was just, I was hoping. Lost 18 pounds. Right. I was hoping and just praying that it was hopefully he, you know, picked up and and was doing things a little too soon um, and was just sore. But unfortunately that is not the case. Mm-mm. To me, that is a huge, huge loss to the bullpen. It makes me very sad because now Chad Green is all alone and Luis Sessa doesn't look like clothes or Luis Sessa. And I just don't like it. It's because it's spring training. It's not real high leverage situations. We got to get Luis Sessa in the right situation, real right. game action. But also it's worth noting that Araldis Chapman is suspended for the first game of the season. So Chad Green is our opening day closer. <laughs> Listen, I love Chad Green. I would lay my life on the line for Chad Green. It's just, I was really looking forward to seeing Zach Britton. Yeah, and, you know, it sucks because the 
past that the Yankees have had with injuries. You get super concerned that this is the first domino. You start getting real scared because we've seen this before where, you know, Luis Severino has lat tightness. He's going to miss a week and then start, you know, building back up. And then it's oh, Luis Severino's out for the whole season. And also James Paxton just had back surgery. And also Masahiro Tanaka just took 109 mile per hour fastball off the head. And then it just it just starts spiraling. So I'm hoping it's not a spiral situation. But if we're I mean, if we're missing Zach Britton for May and June, I don't care as long as as long as we're in the playoff hunt still. I don't care. We need him for October, much, not May. I would much rather have a healthy Zach Britton, of course, in uh, August, September, you know, break, going into the playoffs and, of course, in the playoffs, too. Um, a second domino did fall, but it wasn't necessarily anything huge major. So that's a good thing. But um, Robinson Chirinos uh, was has a fractured right wrist. Um, so he is out for the foreseeable future. I don't see that as a huge deal, but you know, when you hear a fracture, you're like, oh, that sucks. It's gonna but at be least a it's not, right. At least it's not, you know, any of the any of the big names that we were expecting. So and that's not a 26 man roster guy. He was gonna be, right. you know, either somewhere else or in AAA, whether I'm sure he has an opt-out in his contract where he can leave if another team wants to sign him. But it doesn't matter. Let's just go get Eric Kratz, reunite him with his son Davey. And Davey, Davey has looked really good. Mm-hmm. really good so far in spring but so has domingo herman which is kind of a shock because last mm-hmm. week on this very podcast i said i'm not excited to see domingo herman because he got lit up in the winter league in the dominican winter league and i thought he was going to yeah. be dog shit in spring dog shit this season and so far he has looked maybe even better than he was in 2019 so there's a little bit of competition now for that fifth spot i don't think it's definitely davy i still prefer davy but i don't think it's definitely him anymore I mean, how many years has it been that, we, that we've actually had a decent competition for the fifth starter role? It usually was just like, oh, oh, no, you take it. You take it. Like, whatever guy is less bad, they're going to give it to. But, like, now you've actually got people that are good and capable of holding that fifth starter role. And now you have an actual competition. So, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, when was the last time that we had a, a competition for the fourth or fifth starter role that didn't end in spring training with one of our aces going down with injury. And then it's like, okay, now they're both on the roster and then someone else went down. So now we have to call up Jonathan Loisica too. And it's just when that's not this year, it's not going to happen. I can't do it again. Allison. I can't do the injury thing again. Not this year, not 2021. I've had enough. I get it. Listen, I understand it's been exhausting, but let me tell you something that's just going to make you smile and make everything better. Garrett Cole has a personality and he's the happiest person in the world to be a New York Yankee. Oh, he is the dorkiest dad of all time. Just the biggest dorky dad energy of all time. Like I would honestly, I might put him ahead of the dorky dad rankings ahead of Josh. Josh is a pretty dorky dad. Garrett Cole might be ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I agree. I can agree there. I, I definitely think that's true. And every single time I've seen that man, this spring training, he's been smiling. He's been like, oh, hello, fans, or hello, people, you know, just doing the weirdest things. I bet you he's got new balances just stored away in his locker. Like he is that dad. Grass stained jeans, everything. He's got it. Like, yeah, he's getting a little too intense in the in the family Fourth of July wiffle ball game. Right. Just getting a little too into it. Right, right. I mean, this is the guy. But 
I have not seen in a very long time someone so happy to be on the Yankees. Like, I feel like when he was on the Astros, he was just miserable. He was a good pitcher, a great pitcher, but he was miserable. So I'm yeah, he was he was there to dominate. He was there to dominate on the mound. And now that he's with the Yankees, now that he's got the long term contract, he's in the prime of his career. He's like, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to be happy. I'm just going to enjoy life, get to know everybody, maybe just do some dorky dad stuff, walk around in my air dads, the new balance 509s. Yeah, that's right. I know what they are. Just doing Garrett Cole stuff. That's nice to see because we kind of we kind of miss that that energy with Luis Severino being down with injury and Masahiro Tanaka going back to Japan because that's where we got that energy from. Their friendship with the the grasshopper incident and them just like messing around in the dugout. It's just that's that that fun energy that really just gets you through the dog days where you're like, oh, this is this baseball thing. This is kind of fun. I can see why people are into this. That was one of my all-time favorite moments. I just like... This is what I miss the most about the season and I can't wait for is during the summer when someone in the dugout does something weird and then the Yes Network is like, oh my God, we have to, we have to capitalize on this. And I would sit there for 45 minutes watching Luis Severino create a cup home for the grasshopper and watching my or Starling Castro just stare at it. Like I would watch that. That is content I would pay to see. Like I would watch that on Netflix on an endless loop because it's so good. Yeah, that's like the perfect thing for, you know, it's it's July 27th. It's a day game. You got a three-run homer in the first inning, and now it's the fifth inning, and nobody's scored a run since. Nobody's even gotten on base since. And you're just kind of like, all right, let's get to the bullpen and just get this game over with. What are we going to do for the next hour of our lives? Let's just watch them create a grasshopper home. Let's just watch them be a fun little baseball team, just not taking life too seriously, playing with a grasshopper. Right, because that's what it's all about. I mean, they're playing the game to have fun, and it's just a nice little reminder. Plus, you get to see more of the human side of these players, and you're like, Luis Severino is so like intense on the mound, and look at him. He is caressing the grasshopper. like He, <laughs> he is not letting that thing go like that. That's good stuff. That is quality content. Quality content. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So what else we got? Gary Sanchez has been absolutely dominating. We're going to talk about that in a second. The next thing (laughs) that I want to get to, because last week I berated the New York Post for running a headline and said, John Carlos Stanton is not worried about his slow start to spring training after two at-bats. Two at-bats he had in spring training, and they run that headline. That's bullshit. Since then, he has had three hits with an exit velocity over 100 miles per hour, two doubles that were, I think, 109 and 111, and then a 115-mile-per-hour homer yesterday. I mean, is this the year? Is this the year we get MVP Giancarlo Stanton? Is this the one? I mean, so far, it's looking good. He has been on top of the ball. He's been crushed. It. And you know what the best part is, is he's not just swinging for the fences. He is going down the, the left field line. Like he is spraying the ball. So I don't know. It's a really great sign. Obviously the one thing we really, really have to worry about with him is can he stay healthy? Yes. And but I think he's not going to play the so outfield this year. Training. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I've seen so far in spring training, he has looked good. 
And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because the past couple of years, he's really gotten hurt during spring training. So we'll see if his body can hold up for this. And if it can, I think we're going to have a stellar season out of Stan. And that's coming from a lineup that's got, you know, some huge, huge hitters in it besides him. So he might not even be the all-star, but if he plays half of how he played his MVP season, he's going to be incredible. Yeah, that, I mean, half of his MVP season is still 30 home runs. So that's a pretty solid right, year when exactly. we first got him. This kind of goes understated with John Carlos Stan. And also, you know, we saw what he did in the playoffs last year when he finally did come back healthy. He was dominating the playoffs. And when we first got him in 2018, people want to complain about the strikeouts and say, oh, John Carlos Stan, this guy is such a bum. He played 158 games, hit 38 home runs and had 100 RBIs. Like this guy was one of the best hitters in all of baseball when we got him. And we were still complaining about how you know, he's striking out too much. Like John Carlos Stanton's always going to strike out. We're always going to be complaining about John Carlos Stanton. But I think for the sane fans, for the smart ones like you and me, I think this is the year that John Carlos Stanton puts himself on the Yankees map to quote unquote, earn your pinstripes, the worst saying of all time. Yeah, I can't wait for what his pinstripe moment is going to be because that's really what they call it, you know, the pinstripe moment. What is that moment when they're officially a New York Yankee? Yeah, because I would say, you know, right now, when you think about John Carlos Stan, if you put his whole career under a microscope, you're probably looking at him as a Miami Marlins still. It's only been like three years in New York. He's been injured for most of it. What's he played? Like less than 200 games total for the Yankees. So he's still kind of yeah. a Miami Marlin. I think this is the year that it becomes a New York Yankee. Let's hope so. I mean, I would love to see great things from him, not just from a team standpoint, but just individually. Like the guy really does work hard and he has quick hands, not as quick as Clint Frazier, but we'll be beyond that. Legendary bat um, speed. And incredible power. I mean, he he's the full package. I just hope that he stays healthy. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I would really love to see a big season from him more so than anybody else on the Yankees. Yeah. Clint Frazier almost died this week. That wasn't yeah, fun. What was that about? I thought he wanted to stay away from the walls. Yes. Yeah, so as as the people will recall, 2018, Clint Frazier sprints into the left field wall in spring training, gets a concussion, completely derails his career for the next two years. 2020 kind of puts it behind him. Concussion symptoms are gone, becomes a gold glover. This winter, he says, I have to become best friends with all of the walls out there because I don't want to lose out on any more of my career. And then what's he do like two weeks later? Sprints into the wall again. Like, Clint, be careful, man. These games don't count. You don't have to catch every ball. This doesn't count. Let's talk about Clint Frazier for a second. Obviously, last year, he was in the gold glove conversation. He has the quickest hands in the game, probably behind Mike Trout. Um, the guy looks good at the plate. He's a very smart hitter, okay? All he has to do in the outfield is do literally the bare minimum hold people to singles instead of doubles, you know, cut the ball off. Cool. That's fine. Catch routine fly balls. That's great too. If there's a home run, we're not going to do that. Let's not run into the fence. This is just not worth it. All we need is the bare minimum in the outfield from Clint Frazier so that we can keep his bat in the lineup. That's all. That's it. Especially not in spring training. These games don't mean anything. You don't have to make the highlight play. We saw it on day one. People were complaining that Aaron Judge didn't dive for the first ball that got hit to him. And it was like, 
Why would Aaron Judge dive? Why would he do that? CC Sabathia, a couple years ago, explicitly told him, even in regular season games, don't go for that ball, man. You might be able to catch it, but if you get hurt in the process, we are fucked. And we're in the same spot if Clint Frazier gets hurt this year because then Brett Gardner is going to play 160 games, which I know you would love. That is your dream for Brett Gardner to play 160 games. But I want Clint Frazier to get his shot. Finally, he's earned it. He deserves this. He needs this. Just be careful, man. Don't go above and beyond for a spring training game. If it's like, going to get I over your head, just let it go. I like, I know it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. Like you can only imagine that of course, something like that would happen. So that Brett Gardner just is like, Hey guys, I'm still here. Remember you signed me for $4 million. Let me play. And then plays the entire season. Yeah. And then, when, but then we would get to keep Mike Talkman. and you know, we love Mike mm-hmm. Talkman right now. He's definitely going to get traded unless somebody gets hurt. Uh, especially now that Jay Bruce. Yeah, especially now that Jay Bruce is hitting really well. And I haven't seen really anything from Derek Dietrich, so he probably isn't going to be on the roster. It's probably going to be Jay Bruce at this point with a bench of, you know, Tyler Wade, Kyle Higashioka, and who else am I thinking? Oh, Brett Gardner. Almost forgot about Brett Gardner already. Yeah. How dare you? That's the wine cast talking. Um, mm. So, yeah, Talkman's gone. And that's going to be, I honestly, I think it's going to be great for Clint because there's not going to be a situation during the season where you say, well, Talkman's swinging the bat really well right now. Clint's swinging the bat really well right now. So let's, why don't we do a little platoon situation? No, stop that. Clint Frazier, every single day of the week, every day, 600 plate appearances. This is his year. All he has to do is not fuck it up by running directly into his spring training wall again. And twice on Sunday. And that's funny because they have a lot of Sunday doubleheaders usually. So it's funny. Double. The Yankees I'm always sorry. play so many double headers because the weather, like the weather in this part of the country in April is just not designed for baseball. Like we honestly should start on the road for most of the most of April. It would make so much sense for us to do like our West Coast trip early so that we could get that out of the way. And then the weather starts to get better. So I feel like when we we're in April and May, early May, it's like every week we get a rain out and then we have to play a double header later in the year. But it's like those rain outs. I mean, those, those kill me. Cause you never know. Maybe like we're in a rain delay. It's been an hour and a half. Maybe we're about to come back and I'm like glued to the television, watching absolutely nothing. Just watching Jack Curry go over the same talking points for like half an hour. Like I, listening to the sad sax music. Yeah, I do. I do like the sad sax music. That's a nice touch. And when it comes on for the first time this year, it's going to be a little bit of a bittersweet moment because it means the Yankees aren't going to play that day. And it also means that the sad sax music is back. Also, yes, launched their own app. How about they that? Did, yes. Yeah, you might, I know. So you might have to look into that to, to get your Yankees content in. I already have. I think I have. A, I think I'm going to be able to watch through that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited about that. Um, I have seen today, though, a lot of people have been tweeting at the Yes Network that the app is slow or, you know, yada, yada. But of course, it probably is. I mean, it's still kind of being fully tested out and probably a bunch of people are using it to try and stream games. So yeah, it just launched. Yeah. There's probably some bugs to work out yeah. still. I would say so. Um, but yeah, no, uh, sad sack music. No, thank you. I don't want to listen to that anymore. I don't want rainouts. I would like to see baseball being played, please. Yeah, that's what we're here for, man. 162 games a year. That's what we're here for. 
all the content in the world. You can't get any content out of a rainout. Can you? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you sometimes. Can. Yeah, maybe sometimes. But you got to go above and beyond. Unless for there it. were like a rain delay dance battle, but you know that's only in like college baseball. So, how I have been like I'm obsessed with college baseball now. It took three days of watching college baseball for me to get like super super invested because I don't know why MLB does this. They're not televising all the spring training games. It's 2021. We have the technology to do this. People want to watch your spring training games. And you're just like, no, this today is only going to be radio. And I think the Padres actually set up uh, like a webcast to go along with their radio broadcast. But it was only it's only one camera right behind home plate. And it has to like follow the ball. I, I, at least they're trying. But like we have all the technology to do broadcasts for spring training games. That's what the people want. Let's just give it to us. Besides well, the especially point. Especially if you're not allowing the majority of fans into the actual game. You know, I mean, like I used to to take trips down every single year where I can physically go to the games and see um, because, uh, you know, it's it's hard to watch them on TV. So I wanted to watch baseball. But since they're only letting certain amounts of fans into the games, you know, I feel like that should be an option. Yeah, and shout out to Max Goodman, always doing the Lord's work when the games aren't televised, putting out videos for everybody. Um, but what this what this lack of spring training baseball led me to was to find out that college baseball is maybe even more exciting than professional baseball because they're like they're kids that know that their baseball career is probably over for the most part. Like every team has like, you know, three, four, maybe five actual prospects that'll go on to play major league baseball. The rest of them like this is it. And they play like it. And Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt are unreal. Arkansas just hits a million home runs. Virginia Tech, when somebody hits a big home run, they throw them a sludge hammer after they touch home plate and they slam it on the grass. It's so awesome. And I'm like, I'm locked into college baseball now. I have to give a shout out to um, my alma mater, Lemoyne uh, College Division Two in Syracuse, New York. Uh, one of our prospects um who played on the team I don't remember when he graduated but he uh entered the MLB draft and he was drafted and now he's the number one pitching prospect in the Los Angeles Dodgers organization who gray let's go boy oh my word what an underdog story division two for college the number one prospect Look him up. He is something else. So he looks awesome with the uh, the Dodgers. So they're hoping to obviously get him up to the big leagues this year. Fingers crossed. Uh, but yeah, I got to give a shout out to Lemoyne. That is uh, that's pretty cool. Putting yeah. it on the map. Shout out. And we also had this week, uh, Susan Waldman, the queen, is back, uh, back in full force. Her and John Sterling were doing their radio broadcasts. So he says, did you hear that Texas is going to be opening up their ballpark at 100% capacity before he can even finish the sentence? Susan's like, that's that's dumb. That's so dumb. This is so stupid. Why are we doing this? Susan knows all. Susan is the smartest woman. Actually, no, she's the smartest person in Major League Baseball. She really is. I we mean, love Susan. Not deny the knowledge that woman has. I want to. I still want to be Susan Waldman's best friend. Like I want to. I want to cut Meredith Morakovitz out of the picture, and me and Susan are going to be best friends. You know what? Um, if we end up going to a Yankee game at some point, I think I should make us T-shirts that say "Susan, will you be our friend?" and then do get us on TV so that we can um, talk to Susan. Yeah, well, I, we'll hit Medman up. 
be like, Hey man, we got some good t-shirts yeah. on today. You're going to want to, you're going to want to check out section 121 here. Susan's new best friend. Susan's new best friend. Yeah. Uh, what else we got for the Yankees? You got any other Yankee news? I don't really have much else. Um, you know, really, I just was obviously important to cover uh, things like the hot hitters right now and what's going on. And of course, cover Zach Britton. But beyond that, no, I'm just anxiously waiting the start of the season. Yeah. I mean, small news. Aroldis Chapman's splitter looks nasty. Estevan Florial made it to camp finally. I'm just reading off a list now. Yeah, I mean, I, we, nothing really happened this week. Yeah, yeah, except for games that no one can watch. So, oh well. Yeah, except for games that no one can watch. So we don't have any highlight videos, and we just have to rely on the soothing tones of John and Susan to get us through these games. You know what? I rely on their soothing tones for multiple things in my life. If I need to meditate, that's what I listen to. If I need a soothing ASMR, is that what it's called? ASMR. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I need those soothing voices to help me calm down and get to sleep, that's what I need. Susan I love John. listening to radio broadcasts yeah. while I go to sleep. And it's always mm-hmm. like West Coast games. And I guess now that I'm watching the Padres, I didn't really do that at all last year because I was watching the games that were on at yes. one o'clock in the morning. Um, but before that, I used to listen to the, the Dodgers broadcast, the Padres broadcast. Just that's how I fell asleep every night. That's the dream. It's just so soothing. Even when they get excited, yeah. it's very smooth. When I was a kid, I used to get in trouble because I would turn on my radio to the AM, uh, AM 1, 1800, which is where uh, all the Yankees games were broadcast. And so I would turn it on and I would fall asleep to it. My mom would come in and she'd be like, are you still awake? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just so no one knows in case you didn't see, I was trying to pretend to be asleep. Yeah, this is, um, this is a podcast. This comes in audio format. <laughs> So we can't see that Allison was pretending <laughs> yeah, to be asleep, but we knew, we knew I deep down. To be- <laughs> <laughs> but I used to get in trouble for that. And um, hey, I mean, that's that's just where my love of baseball came from. So thank you, John and Susan, for the many, many times you've helped me fall asleep over the years. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. I think that's a pretty good place to end it on John and Susan, yeah. a little appreciation for them. Yeah, so, absolutely. I agree. So we will wrap it up there. Once again, I'm going to remind the people that we know how many of you listen to the podcast and we know how many of you have left us five-star reviews. The numbers don't add up. So we're going to ask you to remedy that, please. We would very much appreciate it. And if you're listening to this and it's past five o'clock, you should listen to it with a glass of wine, not in a garden party cup, because I only have this one that's specially made for me. But, you know, plastic cup, if you have it, whatever. Yeah, plastic cups, Enjoy. plastic cup wine. Enjoy. That's Enjoy. the classiest you can get. Classy, definitely the classiest I can get. Broadcasting from what looks like the inside of a decrepit log cabin. That's what I've been going with for the YouTube show. Decrepit log cabin. That's what it looks like. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right, so we will wrap it up there and see y'all next week. Sounds good.